0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I want to hear cannons. Downfield, caught, ball to the five, touchdown Tampa Bay. My, Kevins does it again. Fire the cannons, Bucks. It's first and goal. Third down, 18. Dropping Gannon, looking Gannon, looking Gannon. Throws up in the... That's an exciting! Brooks, 30! Brooks to the 29th, Derrick Brooks on the way! There it is! The dagger's in! We're gonna win the Super Bowl! And then the cannons come! Fire them. Keep on firing them. Keep on firing them. Things did not go well for a while. and And it was hard to see... It's just nice to win
1: one. 20-6, to six, your final score from Raymond James Stadium is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just outright win a game. For the first time in over a month, the Red and Pewter Pirates are victorious. Coming up big time on the defensive side of the ball today to take care of business against Will Levis, another rookie quarterback, Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans. Welcome back to another episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me... My good buddy and co-host from Mr. Bucks Nation here on YouTube, James Hill, is with us as uh, I scramble to try and fix some of our video features here. That's the beauty of doing a live podcast. But a win is a win is a win, and even the slight technical difficulties are not enough to falter my mood on this Sunday afternoon. James, how you feeling?
2: Good. I mean, like you said, um, you know, a solid win for the Bucks, Um there was some missed opportunities there that could have made it an even bigger win. And we'll I'm sure we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But but overall, you know, hey, um, it, it was a a bounce back win, um, pretty important game and showed this team still has some fight in them in terms of still trying to go out there, win some football games and not just laying down. So, I mean, all in all, it is always fun to see a team, you know, see see your team win. And that was good. That was good. We, we, you know, we like
1: that. <laughs> it, it was good. A, a big day for the defense, obviously, who were under fire after last week's performance against the Houston Texans and CJ Stroud proving that he is for real today against the Bengals. That one really coming down to the wire. But, you know, didn't allow a touchdown today on the defensive side of the ball. And the quarterback pressure is something that we're going to hammer home all week long. But a lot of guys stepped up today and, and played well. And I will say it was an opening drive that had me nervous, right? The Titans were, were marching right down the field, and uh, that gives you a little bit of anxiety to see on the first drive of the game because regardless of if they walk away from points or not, you get the feeling that if they're able to move the ball this easily on the first drive, this could be a very long day, and luckily it was not. It was an incredibly long day for the Titans and uh, their offensive unit because they really couldn't muster up much of anything. The Buccaneers snap a four-game losing streak Now let's take a look at the offensive production for the Titans today. Will Levis, 19 for 39, 199 yards and an interception. Had probably two more passes today that should have been intercepted. But between a rookie quarterback and Derrick Henry being one of the most feared running backs in the league, the Bucs did a pretty good job of handling both of them. Derrick Henry today only 11 carries for 24 yards, averaging 2.2 yards per carry. So hats off to this defense. This was a bounce back performance that... You know, not only did we need from them, but we almost expected it. And and they came out and played just as good as today as they have all season.
2: Yeah, I mean, Levis should have had five interceptions today. I'm not joking. Levante David dropped two. D Delaney dropped one at the end of the game. Jamel Dean dropped one in the end zone. That's four right there. That's four. And that's kind of one thing that we were talking about with missed opportunities. And look, And people may say, well, come on, man, it's pessimistic, right? But like, you know, nitpicking, whatever you want to call it, right? If the game was in a different situation, you would have definitely liked to have seen those be interceptions, right? And the Bucs were fortunate to be in the position that they were in, but you got to see him catch those interceptions. He had four dropped interceptions today. That's tough. Yeah, Uh, you you, want to see that improve. Will Levis looked pretty tough today, all things considered. Yeah, um, speaking
1: of drops, I mean, it definitely wasn't perfect on the offensive side of the ball. and We'll dive into that a little bit later. But as far as the passes getting deflected or just things falling into the favor of the Bucks today, it seemed like for the first half of this game, it was a little bit of a struggle. I mean, closer than you would have liked. We'll talk about the missed opportunities on offense here in a moment. But a, a couple of dropped picks on the interception or uh, on the defense, which would have made this an absolute masterclass. I mean, it's it's hard to argue otherwise because... They didn't allow a touchdown today, and again, this is the Tennessee Titans who we're talking about, the three and five Tennessee Titans coming into this game who also desperately needed a win, but for the Bucs to, you know, go into this matchup and look as good as they did, it's definitely a great sign because my expectations were low this week. You heard it on the game preview show. I thought it was going to be a close game. I thought it was going to be a knock them down, drag them out, whoever has the ball last kind of game a lot of mistakes, and there were still some mistakes and some stuff to be cleaned up that, again, as more time goes by, we'll have more time to break down and analyze. But overall, I mean, everybody showed up when they needed to, and I really thought the Titans on offense, uh, they were kept in check today. They they didn't do much of anything at all.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Uh, One thing that you see that was encouraging, right, is the pass rush Todd Bull still blitzed a lot today, but it definitely hit home more today yeah. than what we've seen in the past few games. The Bucks defense today finished with – and really just run blocking is, or run defense as well. They finished with four sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 13 quarterback hits, and six passes defended. That's a good defensive day. It is. Uh, Devin, Devin White had a sack. Shaq had a sack. Yaya had a sack. Vita had a sack. This quarterback hits all around. Um, overall, they were able to get a lot done – Completely, complete defensively, right? Both as a, um, as Jordan Love throws a game ceiling interception oh. um, for the Packers. Uh, sorry, Tom Grossi. But, um, you know, um, you no, know, again, pass rush, run defense, secondary, all of it came together today defensively for the Bucks, And you can tell that they knew that they messed up last week and wanted to come back and, 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 really rebound in a big way. They were able to do so, yeah, minus they, the dropped interceptions.
1: They talked about the mentality of this Bucks team this week and, and talked about a different approach for Todd Bowles as far as, you know, preparing for the game this week as a team. Come to find out that some of the defensive captains said that this week in the film room, they didn't break down room in their respective position groups where normally you've got the DBs watching DB film and the linebackers watching linebacker film and all the different position groups split out. They all watched film together, and uh, that seemed to make a difference because Todd Bowles presented it in a way where he told the entire team, he said, listen, if there's an issue, you need to speak up and you need to talk about it. And I guess there were some things said, there were some issues spoken up about, and that's the cohesiveness of this Buccaneers team as you hear about them trying to get better week in and week out. The lone interception on the day, Antoine Winfield Jr., the best safety in the NFL, comes up with it for Tampa Bay on a big-time floater from Will Levis. But Levante David with three tackles today. Zion McCollum with three tackles. Kalijah Canty wanted to talk about this stud for a minute. Big number 94. He was able to get after the quarterback today, but multiple tackles for loss, which now makes him, in just the few short games that Kalijah Canty has played, he is now second among NFL rookies for tackles for loss, uh, trailing only Jalen Carter in the Philadelphia Eagles. So I got to say, this pass rush showed up today. You mentioned the Devin White sack. But I think a, a, a big reason we have started to see some more doors open up for this pass rush against weaker offensive lines is because of the presence of Kalijah Kansi. I am such a big fan of this kid, and uh, he gave me more positive tape today against the Titans.
2: Yeah, I, I think that he's just done a really good job, like you said, ever since he's been brought into the team. Um, also James Winston potentially threw a game ceiling interception
1: as well. Oh, no! Um, so, by the way, now that you mentioned the Saints, just want to let everyone know if the Saints end up losing that game, which at this point they more than likely will. After today's victory, the Bucks are only half a game back in the NFC South trailing the Falcons.
2: Right. Well, it also depends on what happens with the Falcons yeah, as they, well. They haven't played yet, but right. no, now, they're, they're playing right now. But also, yeah, no, like Clyde looked great. In my opinion, I think that he's had a really, really good rookie season so far. Exactly what you wanted to see from him, and it, there's a lot to be excited about with Cansey. Man, he's a good pass rusher, really good run defender. Just overall, has had a great rookie season so far. I mean, you know, in the limited time we've seen him, and it's a good thing. It's a good sign of things to come, hopefully. So, all in all, very encouraging.
1: Yeah, Todd Bowles really. Took a look in the mirror this week. I mean, he's been saying that every single week. You know, we're going to take a look in the mirror at what kind of team we want to be. But I do have to applaud Todd Bowles for for at least mixing up this defensive game plan just enough to take advantage of a busted up offensive line for the Tennessee Titans. But they look great. No ifs, ands, or buts. They won the game, and uh, the defense was a huge part of that today for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So have to give them credit where credit is due. Let's talk about the other side of the football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll start with the quarterback, Baker Mayfield, 18 for 29, 278 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. He also almost lost a fumble, but it was recovered by Tristan Wirfs, even though they ended up ruling him down. So I don't even know if the fumble even counted. I, it, I, did. it did. It okay. did. Okay. So it, 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 it ends up a fumble in the box score, even though he's rolled down as soon as he gets hit, which is kind of weird. But, a fumble, an early interception. Overall, an okay game for Baker today, but more than a few throws he's going to want back. And, you know, just the same things that we have seen week in and week out as far as not being as decisive as he should be at times in the pocket. You know, he he did seemingly hit his hand or his thumb, so we'll await an injury update on that. I think the Bucks shied away from throwing the football there in the fourth quarter after he, you know, was was paying attention to that right hand and for a quarterback, that thumb is so vital. They were talking about it on the broadcast as well. Just everything in your throwing motion, your grip on the ball, it has a lot to do with that thumb. So hopefully we get a positive update. But, you know, for a game that I guess has its ups and downs, I mean, even the offense was productive this week, but I still feel like, you know, there's been a few other weeks where where Baker has been better. And today he was just, he was kind of like, eh. I mean I I'm actually going to disagree with that. I thought Baker
2: had a, a good game today all things considered. I, again, uh like you said, like yeah, the interception was bad. It was not a good interception. The that fumble, ball
1: had, that ball had no chance.
2: <laughs> no, no. The fumble was a bit iffy as well. Um not a great situation, but I thought Baker did a pretty good job of getting it to the playmakers. Um Rashad White obviously had a really long touchdown that helped out a lot. Um but he he was he was Ditioned a little bit to Evans, Godwin. Why did he miss a couple of throws? Yeah, um, but but that's kind of what you expect from Baker. I think based off of what we've seen from Baker, this was a, a good game from Baker based on what his average has been so far this year in terms of expectations um, and even, you know, we'll talk about it, but. Could have had three touchdowns today.
1: You, you are correct. You are correct. Well, we'll get to Mike Evans here in a second. But there were some miscues today that are going to be hard to hold against Baker, especially when you talk about a drop touchdown from a guy on the team who seems like the least likely person on the roster to drop a touchdown. But as we've come to find out this year, that's an entirely different conversation now. So I, I, will, I, I get what you're saying, and I think the miscues are going to be there. He's going to want some of those plays back, some of those throws back. Uh, average, I I will say average day for Baker, and I'm a big Baker fan, but um, it it is what it is. A win is a win, And, and I thought for the most part, he did play well, don't get me wrong. Now let's talk about the receiving room. Your leading receiver on the day, Mike Evans, six receptions, 143 yards, one touchdown, just another day at the office for Mike Evans, but man, very easily could have been eight receptions for 170 yards and maybe two touchdowns. Mike seemingly got in his head today, and he was able to overcome... The dropsies had a big-time drop in the end zone that really could have bit the bucks in the ass if the Titans were a better team. But, you know, he he showed up and showed out the way that he does, and it was good to see him bounce back from a couple of big-time drops there in the middle of that game. But pretty solid day for Mike Evans.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, you take the drop away and it's a great day, right? (laughs) I mean, six catches, 143 yards and a touchdown. That's like vintage Mike Evans day right there, right?
1: You know, this offense runs best when they when they can target Mike Evans. And I got to say credit to Dave Canales today, you know, throwing the football a little bit more, but specifically throwing the football at Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, 10 receptions between the two of those guys today. Yeah. And, and
2: that's something that I think a lot of fans I know we, we had talked about it, is like they were clamoring for. You got to target your your best guys. Right. Ideally. Right. Like you take a look at the top three receiving guys, Evans, Godwin, Rashad White. That's how it should be every game. Right. Um, and then, you know, you maybe you sprinkle some guys in there every now and then, which they did today. But yeah, no, like Evans had a pretty good game today. The drop made me want to cry. Oh, my God. That was such a bad drop.
1: And it it Um, happened in slow motion, too. It seems like whenever Mike Evans goes into a game and he struggles with drops, they they come in bunches. So he had the drop earlier on that slant route. Could have been a first down, maybe another gain of 15 yards, and it wasn't. And then, obviously, the big-time drop in the end zone, giving us flashbacks to the one he had against the Eagles all the way back in, what was it, week three. Um, But again, he does come up big with the big-time reception downfield and the angry runs yards after catch to find himself into the end zone. So... You know, Big Mike. It is what it is. This isn't the first season he has struggled with drops. But let me ask you this: It's going to be a topic week in and week out. Here we are, over halfway through the season now. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers improved to four and five through nine games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is Mike Evans a twenty-five plus million dollar a year receiver? Um, is, he, is he a twenty-five million dollar a year plus receiver? for the bucks is the better question. Cause I still think he's a great receiver. I do think he deserves to be paid. And I think there are some teams out there who are going to be looking to pay him more than what the bucks have available. But after today and after what we've seen so far this season with the money he's been asking for, do you think the yeah, bucks are, are willing to pay that price tag? I don't see why they wouldn't be willing. And that I don't
2: even mean that from like bias. That's just me assuming what their the franchise's mindset is like, I don't have to tell you guys. And, and, how big a deal um i don't have to tell you guys how big a deal mike evans is to this franchise to jason light it's jason light's first ever draft pick i would think the answer would be an easy yes of course give mike evans whatever he wants type of mindset right because right. i mean that's that's literally the holy grail for jason light besides tom brady right so i mean and james went just through another game ceiling interception um he anyway to throw two of them He's so nice. He had to throw two of them. I was I literally before we hopped on Red, I said, I wonder what kind of Jameis Winston experience the Saints are going to get today. A new one or the same one. They got the same one. Anyway, I I don't see why they wouldn't want to bring him back. Red, and maybe that's biased speaking. I don't I don't think it is. I just think it's thinking about it realistically and realistically speaking, Jason Light loves Mike Evans. Like, of course he does. It's his best draft pick he's ever had. He's gonna want to keep that guy as a career Buccaneer because it makes Jason Light look really freaking good. Um, and, <laughs> duh, spoiler alert, guys. Like, yeah, he had a drop touchdown today. He's really good. So, uh, you know, I think they're gonna try and give Evans whatever he wants. Um, I think that, I think that's fine. And I think that that is reasonable. He's had seven hundred and thirty-seven receiving yards on the year, by the way. So
1: that is true. Mike Evans on pace for a tenth. Straight thousand plus yard season. Even with the miscue so far this season, he is on pace to be just as good as he has every uh, year. So it'll be interesting.
0: But we do have our first call of the show.
1: Hello, who's this?
0: Hello? Hey, sorry, guys. It's Corey from Nashville. It's my fault. No, it's all right. What's up, Corey? <laughs> okay. Some somebody said something to me. Um now see, now this is why we've been so upset as a fan base in the last two the last month of the season, really. We were better. This is my opinion. You know, I'm, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm a Buccaneers fan. It's a Buccaneers podcast. We were better than the Falcons. Last week, we were better than the Texans. We let that game go off the rope in the third quarter. Other than that, we were out playing the Texans. And we were 46 seconds, late. with the NFL is now seeing a little good team. Let's be honest. Cincinnati was probably the hottest team in the league with the wins that they've had over the last three weeks or so. But this is why we were so frustrated, because this is the formula, and we all knew the formula for Tampa Bay to succeed. And it's weird, because we're not the coaches, and we're not on the coaching staff, and we're not on the sidelines on game day. But we knew, play aggressive defense, low turnover on offense, and we should win. You know, a lot of people said 9-8 and should win the division, somewhere around that. And and we gave away two wins, in my opinion, to the Falcons and the Texans. This is why we were frustrated, because this team that came out and played today is what – we should have been from jump. I don't know why Devin White. We just started blitzing him today, nine games in. I, somebody, can you, somebody explain this. Like it clear. I can't. Just just, <laughs> a, just, just, just give him a job. Hey, look, go blitz. Dude almost had three sacks today. But how many passes did he rush? And outside of us dropping, I thought Kyle Bowles did a great job today. Out, and he's not on the field, so this part has to come down to the players. We dropped four interceptions today. That part comes down to the players. So I'm, that that right there, I'm fine with because they were in place to make plays. And offensively, Canales, outside of that safe game, probably called his best game. You know what his game plan was? Get the ball to Mike Evans. Get the ball to Chris Gowell. get to, And who is actually turning into our slot receiver, Rashad White. He's our slot receiver. That's just, He's our third receiver, and it is what it is. But that's simple. We have playmakers. Baker has not looked this good in his career ever. Let's be honest. Maybe his rookie year, maybe that year they went to the playoffs. But let's be honest, Baker's been kind of steady this season. It's hard to blame any of the losses on him. Maybe Detroit, I think, and the Falcons with that late pick. Maybe. I'm just going off the top of my head here. But I was. this is why we were frustrated, because we knew the formula as fans and it, we don't get paid to know the formula. But we knew the formula. Offense, Mike Evans puts out a little spotlight. Defense, be aggressive. We're not a zone defense. Be aggressive. Okay. That's my <laughs>
1: Go Bucks! Go Bucks! I, I thought Corey always great hearing from you, man. I thought Todd Bowles did a much better job today of just closing this game out, playing aggressive football. I mean, Will Levis had multiple chances to to drive down the field and try and put this game away in the same you know same position that C.J. Stroud was just a little while ago, and he wasn't able to do it. You know, dropped multiple interceptions as you had brought up, Corey, and there were so many points in this game where it's like. Sorry, I had to make an adjustment there. Bah, bah, bah. It, there were so many different points in this game where you're like, man, you know, if they come down with that interception, this game is, is over five minutes earlier. Uh, if, they, if they come up with that big-time sack, they could have finished this game faster. I mean, hell, you know, the missed opportunities that we were just about to talk about on the offensive side of the ball, at the end of the first half there, I was incredibly frustrated because the Bucks had a chance to come away with points, and they only get three. You know, you should have got a touchdown. You should have gone up two possessions. It is what it is. You still won the game. But that's that aggressive nature really starting to show, and I guess the execution letting you down there in that scenario. But towards the end of the game, I, I thought, you know, they did a pretty decent job of not allowing the Titans to try and get back into this game when it mattered the most. And, you know, we talk more about this defensive performance today and setting the standard and even the blueprint for this Bucks team and their wins targeting Mike Evans, targeting Chris Godwin, the blueprint for this team has been suffocating defense and offense just good enough to win. Now, the Titans, let's be clear. I said this before. I'll say it again. The Titans are not a good team. The Titans are 3-6 and six after today with a rookie quarterback. They are in a weird trial period. Derrick Henry, he was supposedly a trade target, but then he isn't. But then you have some Titans pundits who, who kind of wish they would have traded him and started to work towards the future. So they're going to be in an iffy spot the next couple of seasons if Will Levis doesn't end up being that guy. So they're not a good team. The Bucks handled a good team today, which you like to see. But in all of those losses that we talk about where the offense just came up short, only putting up 13 points against the Falcons, only scoring six points against the Lions, you know, barely putting up any points against the Eagles earlier this year, in all of those games, it felt like if the offense was just marginally better... <laughs> Like, just a little bit better. Like, maybe two or three more targets to Mike Evans better. They, they could have potentially won that game. But, you know, today, against an inferior team, you go back to what works. You target Mike Evans, which is what a lot of people have been clamoring for. And clearly, with almost 150 yards receiving today on six catches and then uh, 10 catches between Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, the blueprint definitely worked today. And th- this Bucs team, at four and five... When the blueprint works, I think they can beat most average teams in the NFL. And I say average teams in the NFL because this defense is good. They weren't good last week, but this defense has been solid enough to win all year. The offense took a little while to come around, but here we are two weeks in a row with the offense putting up a lot of production, even though last week it was a loss. Seems like they're finally coming around. I don't know what kind of offense we're going to get next week against San Francisco. I don't even want to think about that game as of right now. But James seems like the pieces are finally starting to come together, at least week in and week out, finding out what consistently works on this offense that was just didn't have anything the first half of the year.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the biggest thing that you've seen. Like, to be fair, the Texans game, the Falcons game, buddy, those stunk right? Crappy losses, but um, like with the Texans game and now with this game, you're seeing growth in the offense, right? Now you're starting to see guys get more comfortable. You're starting to see stuff click a little bit more, which is good. That's all stuff that you want to see. That's encouraging stuff, right? Um, So I agree. I mean, like that's going to be interesting to kind of keep track of throughout the second half of the season is okay. Well, can they continue this streak of building up on you know, just just what what they're doing on offense, right? That's going to be an interesting situation. That's going to be an interesting um, thing to watch moving forward. And like you said, Rhett, it it seems like those pieces are falling into place. I think one thing that you said that sounds, that, you know, resonates is they're figuring out what works and what doesn't, right? And Baker had talked about that not too long ago. um, And Dave Canales has talked about it recently. And it seems like that's actually what's happening. So- Um, All in all, not a bad uh, thing to see that growth, right? And hopefully it's a good sign of more things to come.
1: Let's talk about this running back room for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as we continue the conversation on the offense. Rashad White today, he was big in the passing game for another week in a row. Two receptions, 47 yards, one of those being a 43-yard house call on the screen pass from Baker Mayfield. But in the run game, 20 carries. For 51 yards, which is kind of crazy because it did not feel like between Rashad White, Chase Edmonds, and then the one carry that Devin Tompkins had, it didn't feel like they carried the ball 25 times a day. It did feel like they were a little more comfortable throwing the football, hence, you know, 29 pass attempts from Baker Mayfield. But, you know, 29 is still, still not a lot, though. It's still kind of low, yeah. When you think about how they have beat some of these teams so far this season. I'm kind of surprised to see, you know, I guess the rushing attack did just enough today. As far as the time of possession, critical first downs and all of that, because 2.5 yards per carry on 20 carries is nothing to write home about, but it is what it is. And it got the job done on top of a lineup change in that running back room as well. It seems like Keyshawn Vaughn was an active today. Chase Edmonds was activated and Sean Tucker for the first time since week three was active today, but did not get any carries. So Curious to see what his usage is going to be moving forward, but for another week in a row, Chase Edmonds, pretty much your bona fide running back too, behind Rashad White, who was okay today. I mean, in the past game, he came up huge, and and that's not an understatement. As the Bucks continue to try and figure out how to use Rashad White, but I think for the people hoping he can turn into a three down back, I, I don't know if it'll happen. As far as you know, what these uh, these running stats are going to show me, twenty carries. 51 yards today for white. What did you think of the running back room?
2: Um, yeah. First thing was, I didn't know that Keyshawn Vaughn was inactive today until I saw him on the sideline. Drippy fit, right? I'll yeah. give him that. Yeah, he was dripped down. He was dripped down. <laughs> drip down, but like he was inactive. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then they still didn't play Sean Tucker on offense. So I yeah. thought, okay, well, is it, this, is this just a special teams thing? Maybe. I don't know. Did they just want the option of having Sean Tucker there? I don't know, but, but, It was all Rashad White and Edmonds along the way. Um, You know, man, it's still, they're trying. They're trying this run game. It's still not really working, Um, but at least they're trying. And now I wonder if they feel a little bit more confident in trying it again. Like, I remember you had talked about it. Um, Aaron Stinney being in, at left guard, and basically being that guy now, uh, even with Matt Fyler still dealing with an injury, it seems like Stinney's probably going to be their starting left guard moving forward. Um, I wonder if that plays a factor into it. Like you said, like 20 carries, you know, Baker had a couple of really nice scrambles, by the way, which was good. Yeah. Um, they even had an end around at Devin Tompkins, which I thought was kind of fun. But the running game still isn't... When did Kyle Trask get a carry?
1: I, I was about to ask. I saw that he had one attempt for negative one yard. So he must've come in and taken a knee at the end of the game.
2: There's no way any I'll, I'll check. But we, we, we must've
1: must got, uh, what is this? Our second look at regular season, Kyle Trask in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform. If he that did, he nailed it down at the end of the game. What that must be.
2: Is that like a miscue? I don't know. Anyway, no way. Um, anyway, point being though, is the running backs looked you know, Rashad white obviously looked fantastic as a receiver, much better than as a runner. And the running game is still pretty clunky and not very effective. Um, but, you know, it is what it is at this point, right? It is what it is.
1: It is what it is. But you got to feel good about a win regardless and a big-time win today for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 20-6, to 6, your final score. If we got to give out game balls today, I know it's going to be tough, but you look at what the Bucks were able to do on offense and really what they were able to able to hold the titans to on defense so the team stats break down like this total yards on the day the tampa bay buccaneers outgained tennessee 340 to 209 263 passing yards for the bucks to 167 for tennessee 77 rushing yards for tampa bay only 42 as a team for the titans the bucks averaged 5.6 yards per play got 19 first downs they were 7 for 15 on third-down efficiency today, which is not great, but they did do better than the Titans, who were marginally worse at 6 out of 15 on third-down efficiency. Ran 61 total plays and had the ball for 31 minutes and 40 seconds to Tennessee's 28 minutes and 20 seconds. So they won the time of possession battle. They didn't have the ball for as long as you would like to think they did, but regardless, they stepped up when it counted. So if I have to give a game ball out today... It's going to be somebody on the defense here. Is it is it a cop-out to give it to Antoine Winfield Jr.? Not only did he lead the team in tackles today, but he did come up with the one interception the Bucks were able to force today from rookie quarterback Will Levis. And to me... I mean, he might be the team MVP up until this point of the season. He has been, and I'm glad Evan isn't here to try and dispute this for another week in a row, he has been the best safety in the NFL in 2023. There has not been anyone better. Minka Fitzpatrick has not been any better. Jesse Bates for Atlanta has not been any better. I don't want to hear it. He is the best safety in the NFL, which means he is the player of the game for me today. He gets the game ball on defense for the Bucks. Big-time win for the defense, and, of course, Antoine Winfield Jr., Every single week that paycheck seemingly getting bigger and bigger for uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. But who is your player of the game, James? Just on defense or just for the entire team? Uh, the entire team. It doesn't matter. Um, that's we a are, good we question. Already, we already made we already made a pick. We already made a yeah. pick for defense. So if you want to go, you know, with the I'll go offense. Mix, I mean,
2: obviously yeah. the obvious answer is Mike Evans, right? Yes, he did have a touchdown drop, but he still had 143 yards and a touchdown. Um, I thought he played a really, really good game today. All things considered. So I'll go with the easy answer and say Mike Evans um, just had a really solid game today. All things considered. Uh, Hopefully it's a sign of more things to come today with this offense, right? You know, Mike Evans getting double-digit targets in a game. It's the right thing to do. Um, So I'm going to give it to Mike Evans. Also, Rhett, the uh, Saints officially lost earlier. So now the Cardinals have the lead right now um so a couple of good things for the NFC South the
1: Cardinals have the lead right now over Atlanta that could be a long game but you know Mike Evans I I think his performance today it cannot be understated one in the box score it's going to look like a great Mike Evans day and it it was um the the drop touchdown it's going to suck a lot of people are going to hold that against him but I think it's important because he came back in and he kept playing he kept going you know, he was angry on that uh, on that reception for the touchdown he had later in the game where he's fighting off seemingly the entire Titans defense to get into the end zone. You know, he came up big, and he's a leader on this team. And I think he's a leader and a captain on this Buccaneers football team for that reason. He didn't just check out. And, hmm. you know, as big of a fan as I am of Mike Evans, he's done that before. We've seen this Bucs team do that before. Last year against the Panthers, he drops a 75-yard touchdown on the opening drive, third play from scrimmage, and he was just kind of out of it for the rest of the game. And and I think the mentality that this team showed today, being 3-5, and knowing that they could have let these mistakes overtake them, I'm glad that they didn't. A lot of it still has to be cleaned up. Some of these penalties, some of them were a little tic-tac. Let's be honest. I I think that officiating crew out there today uh, was just bad. Uh, Another example of the NFL's best and brightest taking over some games here and there. But... I think the way Mike Evans just bounced back and showed why he is deserving of being the number one target in this offense, uh, I, I never had a doubt. So you'll love to see it. Game balls today for Mike Evans and Antoine Winfield Jr. It is your last call to give us a call as the phone lines are open before we wrap up the show. 305-224-1968. Meeting ID for today's show is on your screen. 838-8049-3202. What are your final thoughts? Sorry, go ahead. I'm still trying to figure out if freaking Kyle Trask took the last kneel down. We need photographic evidence of it. I need evidence (laughs) that he did this. What are your closing thoughts on this Buccaneers football team? They improved to four and five. They take down an inferior opponent in the Tennessee Titans, and they do have a very tough opponent coming up in the San Francisco 49ers. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But as of right now, for the Bucs, you know today being a clean slate for them their first win in over a month seems like a good start to to try and still make a run on this division here in the second half of the season
2: yeah no i mean it's 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 definitely you know gives a gives some hope right to to the Buccaneers' chances of winning the division, obviously right. Um, so, that's good, all things considered. Um, apparently, just real quick, Todd Bull says Baker Mayfield hit his thumb on a helmet late in the game. Isn't sure of the severity, but he pushed through and finished the game. Okay. Doesn't talk about my Country Anyway, point being um, is, you know, look, it's a good win. It's a complete win. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. If, if you do want to see the Buccaneers win football games and you're not in the tank for whatever quarterback insert quarterback here uh, argument overall is a good win. And hopefully it's a sign of things to come.
1: Yeah. The bucks are not, I, I mean, I want to make this clear. I thought it would be clear, but apparently some people still talk about it. Uh The bucks are not tanking for anybody. You know, uh, I, I think I said this with JC Allen on Monday. I think Todd bulls job is safe this year. I do because I think the bucks are going to finish. Hmm. My season prediction for them was uh was 8 and 9 I believe or maybe it was 7 and 10. It was right around there. And I think that's right around where they're going to finish. They're still on pace for that. You'd like to see them have a better second half of the season, but the NFC South being what it is, this could go till the bitter end, you know. They they're still in it until they're officially not. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of team they are, but I have already accepted the fact that, you know, going to be a long week next week in San Francisco who came back today and played like the team. A lot of people thought they were uh, against the Jacksonville team that probably should have kept that game a little bit closer, but I think it's a good start for the bucks. I think a win is always good to get everybody back in the right state of mind. And regardless of how we think next week's game is going to go, everybody in that locker room is going to show up to practice and they're going to go to San Francisco next week. And they're going to expect to win that football game. And Hopefully, if we get a little bit of the defense that showed up today and a little bit of the offense that showed up today, uh, it could be an interesting game. But, you know, I I feel good about the win today. I just don't know if it changes, you know, my overall feeling on on how the rest of this year is going to shake out based off of what we saw in that first half. You know what I'm trying to say?
2: Yeah, I know exactly what you're trying to say. Um, Again, you know, it, it just goes back to that idea of, of looking to build stuff up, right? And, and just continuity with the good things that you're seeing and cleaning up the bad things. So, yeah, Look we'll win. see. If they can, yeah,
1: looking to win, you know, just win. I, I mean, I, I know it's kind of a Raider saying, but just win, baby. That's all you got to do. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers victorious today, 20 to six, as they improve their record to four and five. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this post-game episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Special thank you to my co-host, James Hill, filling in for the missing coach, Evan Wanish. I don't even know where he's at. He got put on the suspension list, and like he just disappeared. Like I I don't
2: know. So he was at the game, but he he was apparently suspended from the sidelines. Oh, no.
1: Maybe like a sign-stealing thing going on? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They're going to have to look into that. Maybe reprimand him when he is fully available. Off yeah. of the suspension list. But we will talk to you guys again later this week. Maybe we'll have a special guest. Maybe we won't. But we'll talk to you here in a couple of days to uh, further break down this game and look ahead to next week's game against the San Francisco 49ers. Follow our show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Tampa Bay Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucs news as it happens, you can follow my co-host James right here on YouTube at Mister. Bucks Nation. Plenty of great Tampa Bay Buccaneers content coming out tomorrow. I believe you will be live on the Bleacher Report app.
2: Yeah, at 5 p.m. Um, very excited about that. Should be a fun time tomorrow as well. I'm going to have a review out uh, very shortly today as well, later this evening. Um, closing in on 18,000 subscribers. We are 24 away. So, very exciting news
1: there. Excited for you, man. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. Thank you to our buddy Corey who called in today and everyone else who has uh given us feedback. We always appreciate you and appreciate hearing from you. Once again, 20 to 6, your final score today from Raymond James Stadium. The Buccaneers come out on top. Let me close out this podcast the way that I know how. I'm on autopilot, but I'm also like you know what I've said before. Words get hard, especially here at the end of the show. Last but not least, you can find myself. Instagram and Twitter slash X at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. But that's the show. I am your host, Rhett Matthew, signing off from my co-host, James Hill. We'll talk to you guys later this week. Good win today for the Bucs, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your NFL Sunday. We'll talk to you in the next one. Until then, and as always, thank you for listening, and go Bucks!